For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we're going to explore new LinkedIn ads features and Snapchat partnering with Amazon on new visual search tools. Our special guest this week is AJ Wilcox. And if you would, while you're watching this live or listening back to it later or watching it later for that matter, hit share. Share this with someone that you know doesn't watch or doesn't listen or doesn't even know about the show. Let them know that you know a cool little secret insider place to get the latest, greatest news and the expert opinions on it. This is also brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2019. Join 7,000 fellow marketers at the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you. Social Media Marketing World 2019 in San Diego. Go to smmw19.com for more information. So right up front, before we get into our first segment, we've got a couple of, uh, you know, a few actually uh, brief pieces of information that we are not going to be talking about in depth about on this show, but perhaps in the next episode. But there's actually something really breaking that was dropped into my show notes here. So I'm actually looking at this for the first time. So Facebook has just issued a security issue impacting 50 million accounts if you were recently logged out of Facebook, you may be impacted. Um, on the afternoon of Tuesday, September 25th, this is Facebook talking. On the afternoon of Tuesday, September 25th, our engineering team discovered a secret, uh, sorry, not a secret, a security issue affecting almost 50 million accounts. We're taking this incredibly seriously. That means that is, this is serious. And wanted to let everyone know what's happening and the immediate action we've taken to protect people's security. So this is huge. Uh, we will drop the link here in the show notes as well uh, for the live show as well as on our site. And you will be able to follow through, make sure that you know, you're know you not affected or that if you were affected, what you need to do about that. That's the first piece of news we wanted to make sure you knew about today. Second up, this was the other big news this week, that the Instagram founders, Instagram CEO Kevin Systrom and Chief Technology Officer Mike Krieger said in a statement on the Instagram press site that they plan to leave Facebook in the coming weeks. We will be covering this story in depth on next week's show with our special guest, Tyler J. McCall, as well as other Instagram news. So make sure to be here for next week's show. Uh, next item, you've got yeah. this one, Kim. 
Yeah. So Facebook has said that pages can now join member only Facebook groups. So previously only personal profiles could join Facebook groups and post and comment, etc. And now pages are going to be allowed to do that. And another little bit of statistics here. Um, after months of testing in select countries and among Facebook marketing partners, Facebook story ads are now officially available to all advertisers around the world. And Facebook also announced that more than 300 million people use Facebook stories and messenger stories every day. So we're going to be seeing ads in Facebook stories on desktop, which is pretty exciting, I believe, and mobile, and mobile. Very interesting. So, and and I'm sure as that starts to build out, and we've even talked about this a little bit with Amanda Bond, uh, this is going to become yet another place for Facebook ads and strategy uh, to be applied. So, absolutely, just some just some some upfront news we knew you needed to know about. Meanwhile, welcoming in our first guest. I can't see him though. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here, I promise. Yes. AJ's uh, here. I'm just playing with the uh, AJ. camera. <laughs> okay. Uh, AJ Wilcox, while you're getting your uh, camera fixed, let me give you an introduction. So AJ Wilcox is here to talk about some uh, LinkedIn ads updates. And um, AJ, if you don't know him, actually, this is his first time on the show. Um, AJ Wilcox is a globally recognized LinkedIn ads expert. He trains, presents, manages advertising campaigns for executives and teams around the world. He's the founder of B2Linked.com, which is an agency that specializes in account management and consulting with LinkedIn ads. And he has also been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World for 2017 2018, and yes, coming soon, 2019. So, AJ, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much. And sorry, I know the video was working in in uh, uh, in when we practiced. So, yeah, I I'm having a hard time. I'm um I'm just gonna try to hurry and kill the the laptop video on on here. So, sorry, I'm gonna be split here for a second. But I'm yeah, I'm no problem, there. no problem. At least All we right. can hear you, so that's good. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, let's keep talking. So yeah. while, while we're doing that, so uh, let's see, I think this was about a month or so ago, not a month or so, a month ago or a little over a month ago, LinkedIn made this announcement that they were going to be paying more attention to groups again that they were going to be rebuilding groups from the ground up and then re-releasing it across mobile and desktop. And they did that a little bit earlier this month. And the they, they basically said that this new LinkedIn groups experience was going to offer more dynamic conversations. They were going to allow embeddable videos, have multiple images, other rich media in posts and alerts and all this kind of stuff. So the thing that we kind of debated back in the day <laughs> when we last talked about this was the idea of, well, LinkedIn groups, didn't those, uh, didn't those kind of go the way of the dinosaur because they had been, for the most part, I mean, as we kind of community decided, uh, a, a lot of spam, a lot of, you know, no threaded comments. They were clunky. They were hard to manage. They were hard to be in. They were hard to interact yeah. in. And 
So, I mean, Kim, that's right. I mean, I'm, I'm just echoing what the, the community said, right? Any, anything no, I'm missing? I agree. I, no, no, no. I agree completely. We, um, we historically have used LinkedIn groups for our private networking group for social media marketing world. And I have been a big advocate to switching over to Facebook groups because LinkedIn is so hard. It's hard to follow conversations. It's hard to, you know, just keep up with uh, other people and Facebook makes it so easy. So I'm actually really excited about this change to LinkedIn groups. Yeah, no, I'm excited as well. And although I don't know if I'm excited, I guess that's the thing I'm a little bit torn about. And that's why we want to talk to AJ as well as some of the LinkedIn ad stuff is this idea that, is it too little too late? Ha- has this made any impact? And there he is. See, we Yay. can make this work. <laughs> Sometimes Crowdcast doesn't cooperate, but it did this time. So, AJ, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, I, great to hear your voice, Eric. Uh, I'm, I'm used to you sharing tools with me every every week on the, awesome. on the social media marketing podcast. Nice. Yes, um, a lot of people don't know that's me. So now you've given away my secret. Ooh, anyway, <laughs> so, so I don't know how much you heard of what we said, but how... Have you uh, had an experience so far with the new LinkedIn groups format? What's your impression been so far? Well, I think your impressions have been spot on. Groups have always been a really valuable place. Uh, I think in the past, um, they were really lively places. They were places that you'd go and and actually invest into. And I knew a lot of people who built their businesses off of leads that they got from those groups. So it's just a great place to be. But over the past, I would say two years, they've just become riddled with spam. Uh, it's really difficult for for group owners to to keep control of them. And people stopped going back there because it was just a dumping ground for, hey, here's a post I'm going to throw in here. So I'm really excited uh, for LinkedIn to, to start doing more stuff with the groups. Um, I've had the new experience, and so I'm, I'm getting to play with it a little bit. And I'm excited about the direction because... I think LinkedIn realized about a year ago that their groups were just not, uh, they were a dumping ground for spam. And so they started de-emphasizing them. So that, that means if you go to LinkedIn's universal search bar right now and you search for something, you have to go two more clicks to say, I'm searching specifically for groups. They've de-emphasized them. Uh, they've taken them out of like a group conversation won't be in your newsfeed. Um, we're we're going to see this ch- changing, hopefully. I yeah. Think. Now that LinkedIn's uh, bringing them back with a force. Um, hopefully they're going to make them quite honestly, more like Facebook groups because yeah. Facebook's figured it out. And now we'll have a place uh, to actually have real professional conversation. Do, do you think that people have basically taken their professional networking in group form over to Facebook groups? Yeah, I think so. I, I've talked to a lot of people who say, Hey, I, I have a, a LinkedIn group, but there's no conversation going on in there. So I went and started a, a Facebook group. But I think if LinkedIn adopts it again and really, really emphasizes, I think we're going to get to the point where people start coming back. And this is a little bit of an ulterior motive for me as an advertiser on LinkedIn, mm. because one of the targeting facets that we get that I use the most often is you can target members of a specific group. So if more people start using groups, they're going to go and, and join them. And then I'm going to have larger audiences to target. So ulterior motive, but I, I'm excited for people to really start adopting yeah. again. Well, yeah, as a marketer, that's a killer feature. I hadn't even thought about that in the whole conversation right. here. So this is good that we've got your unique perspective on this coming in. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, again, the one of the aspects of LinkedIn is this idea that, you know, for me, back in the day when I was not at Social Media Examiner, I didn't connect with every single person I was a coworker with over on Facebook. I wasn't friending them because I wasn't necessarily friends with them. I mean, they were acquaintances and people like that, but we were professional 
acquaintances and I would maybe connect with them on LinkedIn. And so just the personal and professional, I think LinkedIn still has something that the others don't uh, as, as the professional quote, professional network, as they call themselves. And as a lot of people refer them, refer to them as, uh, although sometimes people's behavior there can be the unprofessional network. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think there's a really good need for us to to keep our lives delineated, to have the professional and to have the personal. And right now, there's a lot of people doing business over on Facebook just because it doesn't make sense to do it on, on LinkedIn. But yeah. now I, I hope we see adoption there. I hope we see people starting to, to come back to LinkedIn and trying to do that all professional. Because otherwise, I think we have th- this uh, – we waste a lot of mental energy trying to figure out like, oh, do I accept this person as a friend even though like they're a potential client? I don't want them to see me surfing on the weekends when I should be managing their accounts. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Right. Right. That's yeah. Good. That's true. What I like about LinkedIn right now is I don't get all of the political stuff that I see on Facebook. Mm. So I'm starting to enjoy LinkedIn more and more just for what I don't see. In addition to the good stuff I do see. Yeah, and it, it's kind of nice. Every once in a while, you'll see someone approach religion or approach politics in a LinkedIn post, and they will just get mercilessly slammed. So uh, I, I think you, once you've been on LinkedIn for a little while, you just realize that, yeah, I, I guess I do have to keep this one uh, fairly agnostic in, in interests. Just keep it. Yeah, <laughs> which I appreciate. I think that that's awesome. It's a refreshing a point. I had not thought about using LinkedIn as that kind of interactive space where, you know, there are some boundaries that kind of are nice to, to, to have in place there. So, yes. but again, your, your, uh, AJ, your, your comment about, uh, as a marketer, what groups can be for us, especially in the ad space, um, makes me think about some of this new ad stuff that we've got to talk about here, some of this news. So, uh, talk to me a bit about this LinkedIn. Um, dynamic ads coming into the, the campaign manager. A lot of people out there may not even be using LinkedIn ads, which again is is their benefit to you because then you get to like say, hey, I know how to do it. Hire me. But <laughs> but what, let's talk about what LinkedIn dynamic ads are and then the benefit of them now being in campaign manager. Great. So dynamic ads are not a, a new ad format for us. Um, but in order to get access to them before, you had to go to your LinkedIn sales rep and make at least a $25,000 per quarter financial commitment to use them. So they were very much out of the realm of most people. But here's what you want to know about this ad format. Um, it's known as LinkedIn's creepiest ad. <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the reason why is because it yes. sticks your picture in there. Yeah. Uh, so there are macros. You can insert people's names, sometimes even their title or, or company name into these ads. And so I get asked pretty regularly, like, whoa, why is IBM putting my picture in their ad? That feels weird and creepy. Um, so it just takes a little bit of education to realize that it's it's fully dynamic. Don't worry, IBM did not publish an ad with your picture on it. Um, but what's so cool is now we get access through the campaign manager to create a an ad that spends as little as $10 per day. That's kind of the limit that LinkedIn sets. Wow. So, whereas you used to have to have a $25,000 commitment with LinkedIn sales reps, now you can just do it on your own. Well, and that's well within the realm of, of most people. Like, you know, so, I mean, some people would still scoff at, oh, no, $10 a day. But $10 a day for the right ads dynamically placed. And, you know, so here's my question. You, you just you you ju- you kind of jumped the gun on me with the whole uh, people fi- might find these creepy. And as I was talking and thinking about this with our team, I was like, wait a second. This is this is weird. Like. For the, for, for the ability to create, they say it's to build a deeper relationship with your audience by automatically customizing your ad creative with 
And then here's where it starts to get creepy. The publicly available information from LinkedIn profiles. And I'm like, hasn't Facebook recently gotten in trouble for the for actually doing this or also the perception of doing this? What is your take on LinkedIn using this? Uh, you know, LinkedIn is really, really conservative. Everything that they come out with has been reviewed eight times by attorneys and people saying, does this benefit the member? So I, I have a high degree of trust that um, that I haven't seen people complain about it. They, they might be a little unnerved because they feel it's a little bit creepy. But then again, as the advertiser, none of this data is being passed to me. So I feel like there's a pretty right. clear boundary. So I don't think personal identifiable information is being passed. But if PII were being passed, I think LinkedIn would be up the creek on this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, but how do you get beyond as an advertiser? How do you describe to say a client? No, dynamic ads are good and will work for you. Even though there's possibly this perception that you have to get past of it can be a little bit creepy because of the personal information being used. I just look at everything on advertising online in general as, as a pilot. Everything has to be a test. Um, for instance, the, the way that I see these ad units being used, uh, the cost per click is going to be higher than if you were just doing sponsored content. And your your volume is going to be lower because people tend not to click on these as often as they click on things in their feed. So uh, if you're saying, oh, yeah, there's this new ad format, should I use it? Chances are you don't need to unless you're looking purposely to expand what you're doing. Gotcha. Um, the, the thing that is really, really valuable about this particular ad format is you can use it for a follower campaign. So I actually get asked about this a lot, like, hey, we want more followers on our company page. How do we do this? And before uh, the dynamic ads, there wasn't a good solution. It was, how about you put together a sponsored content post that says specifically, uh, click on our company page and, and come and follow us. But then you're paying LinkedIn's elevated prices. You're paying six to $9 per click to get someone to follow. And let's say you even have a 50% conversion rate on that. I mean, that's an expensive follow. Well, yeah. now with dynamic ads, we can send people for, uh, for you know, I haven't had a chance to test this, but I'm guessing for under a buck to get company page followers. And that's a much, much better proposition. Well, and so the reason you might want to do that is, so for example, our rate of, uh, let's say visibility for our company page on LinkedIn versus Facebook is a huge difference. It's like, you know, 3%, two, 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 two to 3% maybe visibility, maybe less than that now uh, on Facebook. On LinkedIn, it's near 20% sometimes. So it's like, it may be a smaller total bucket, but that bucket, more of the bucket is getting, is, is seeing your stuff. So getting the right people to follow your LinkedIn page could be a huge deal for some people. Yeah. And we even take that a little bit further because while all the other networks are trying to squash your posts and make as few people be able to see them as possible to make room in people's feeds, uh, LinkedIn is the one network that's trying to actively push. I like to tell people that LinkedIn is the, the easiest network in the world to go viral on because anytime someone hits like, comment, or share, it then redistributes that same message to part of their own network. So yeah, company pages, it, it's probably worth building up your company page so that you can share with these people for free in the future. Uh, that's a great segue into my question. Um, I was reading what LinkedIn had said about the dynamic ads, and they said that to drive brand awareness, follower ads, promote your company or showcase page to help you build a community. Now, about a year ago, we heard that showcase pages were going away, maybe like 18 months ago, we heard they were going away. So we stopped actively updating and doing anything with our showcase pages. So now I'm thinking maybe that's wrong. 
Yeah, uh, showcase pages were really created for for the bigger brands. Like let's say for Microsoft, it didn't make sense. You wouldn't follow Microsoft um, because you're waiting for every eighth post about Xbox to come out or mm. every eighth post about about Office. Um, so showcase pages were all about let's let bigger brands break up into sub brands. There was mm-hmm. discussion, I, I believe, at one time about potentially shutting them down. But as yeah. far as I know, that's not happening. Um, so yeah, I, I think go ahead and, and adopt your your um, your uh, I guess any interaction you have on company pages or showcase pages. Yeah. The, the one piece of advice I've got there is don't go out and create a showcase page unless you need to, because when you create a sub page called a showcase page, it now has to earn its own social proof. So if you mm-hmm. can get all of those company page followers and likes and comments and shares on your company page, th- then that's great. If you have to split it into two separate groups, you're going to be starting one from scratch and uh, there's not as much value there. Oh, good. Good little tip there. Thank you. Good to know. Good insight. Um, I was going to say, so what other than, say, a follower campaign would you suggest that dynamic ads could be good for? Um, So dynamic ads came from the 300 by 250 display block that that we had. And the display block, uh, it doesn't have a very high click-through rate. It's pretty much there for branding. But they found that by sticking your picture on it and a customized call to action, they could get the click-through rate about three times higher. Well, yeah. Even still, uh, your sponsored content is going to get clicked on more, and it's going to have a lower cost per click on average. So if if you want to test this, absolutely take the same audience that you're already running sponsored content to and create a dynamic ad and just test. See what your effective cost per click difference looks like. See what your effective cost per lead looks like between the two and see if this is an ad unit you want. I, I wouldn't dedicate more than about two or $300 to this test just to see. And if it absolutely kills it for you, great. Shift all your, your budget over and really max it out. Um, but this is an ad unit that I, I am personally only recommending to, uh, to our own clients and to obviously people I'm sharing with like you, uh, only if you want followers. I think that's the real benefit to this ad unit. Okay. Very good. Don't good you to think ad lift would be increased with having somebody's picture on there? Because we're naturally drawn to our own photos, our own. Yeah, we are. Selves. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And uh, so, but, but don't you think that ad lift would be a, be a boon for lift to have those pictures on the ads? And I mean, that's something right there. Yeah, it's, it's nice. And that's why you get three times higher the click-through rate on them than you would if you just ran the 300 by 250 display block uh, banner ad. I mean, it, it's literally three times more attractive to have your face on there and maybe uh, your your name calling out to you. Uh, but it's still, still not going to be nearly the same click-through rate as you might have in someone's user feed. So yeah. um, I think there's value there. But I, I wouldn't say drop everything you're doing on these other ad formats and toss all your budget over so for people that advertise on Facebook primarily, these these ad units would be the equivalent of a sidebar ad or a right rail ad on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, you bring up a really good point. Uh, these, ad, these ad formats are only viewable on desktop, so you're not showing up on mobile here. So one potential uh, boon here for you is that if you have landing pages that aren't super mobile friendly, this is yeah. another good ad unit for you. Ooh, or or you have a high priced item that doesn't convert well on mobile and only on desktop. Absolutely. Hmm. Good insights. Nice. All right. Great. Okay, insight. so we've we've got some other LinkedIn ads news here. So uh, LinkedIn ads, or sorry, LinkedIn is rolling out automated bidding for sponsored content. So let's break this down. Sponsored content. Uh, basically, they say that this is a new 
sorry, that the automated bidding, it's a, a new powerful, to quote them, a powerful combination of machine learning and pacing algorithms. What does that mean? Like in English? Yeah, what that means is you're essentially trusting the network. You're handing over your wallet to them and saying, please use this as efficiently as you can. I, I liken it to uh, going to a pickpocket and saying, hey, can you hold my, my wallet for me while I find something here in my purse? Um, but, but this is no different than what we've seen on every other network. Uh, I've, I come from the world of, of PPC. So back when Google did this you know, eight, nine years ago, they came to us and they said, hey, just give us your budget and trust us. And, and all of us, ex- you know, all of us advanced marketers were saying, uh, yeah, sure, I'm going to trust you. But over time, they earned our trust. We found that when we ticked that setting that said, get me as many conversions or get me as, as many clicks as possible for my budget, that uh, effective cost per click went down and uh, you know conversion rates went up. So we knew we could trust it. Facebook did the same thing about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know we know we can trust Facebook now. Now's the time to test it on LinkedIn and see if we can trust LinkedIn. And if we can trust them, then great. They're going to, to let us tick that box that says, um, we're going to get you as many clicks for your budget as possible from the right people. And if they do that well, our overall cost per lead should go, you know, could, should come way down. They said that uh, in their beta, that the 50 beta participants saw their costs reduced by uh, 10 to 30 percent over their two month test period. So who doesn't want to, you know, get rid of 10 to 30 percent of their ad budget or, or make it that much more effective, I should say. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there is definitely value there. I'll, I'll mention I was in both the alpha and the beta for this. And about half of our test accounts found a higher effective cost per click and about half found an effective lower. But of course, this is in the alpha and the beta um, where I'm sure they've made improvements. So my recommendation to all of you, if you want to test this feature, take five business days. So all the way from a Monday to a Friday, um, back to back. And of course, you've already been running your ads for, for you know the, the past week. On Monday, set it up to do to do this dynamic bidding, the automated bidding, and then just watch over the course of that next week and see if your effective cost per click goes down or up, and if your effective cost per lead goes down or up. And if you're seeing the same thing, like, wow, this is 10 to 30% more effective, great, switch it on for all of your campaigns. But I, I would recommend for every audience and every offer, just run this test for one week and see. During the beta, what we saw is uh, during the first two days of running it, our cost per click went way up as as the platform was trying to figure things out. And then by day three, it kind of figured it out and they came down. And then by days four and five, if it was going to be lower, it, it came under what, what we were you know, previously max bidding. So be aware not to be alarmed maybe in the first day or two if, yeah. you, if you test this out. Okay, yep. good give to it, know. Give it a full week because this is really where we get to see is LinkedIn trustworthy as a network when we hand them our wallet. Gotcha. So this is, this is the equivalent of the Facebook auction. This is LinkedIn's equivalent, basically. Yeah, and and LinkedIn's had an auction in the past where you say the most I'm willing to pay is five seventy five for a click, and so mm-hmm. you'll never see your cost per click go above that. That LinkedIn's saying here, hey, if you have conversion tracking set up, uh, we're going to be watching all the conversions that are happening, right. and we'll we'll bid whatever we need to at whatever part of time of day to make sure we get you the most conversions. Nice. Very cool. Good. Um, I think that wraps up this segment. I don't know what else there is to say, to be honest, but AJ, uh, it's been great having you here. Great to have you the first time. I know we had the technical issues right off the bat, but you know, again, it's fixed now. It worked great. 
Great stuff, AJ. And uh, where can we push people to that you would like them to uh, check you out on the web? Uh, well, I don't have anything special to promote or anything. I just I wanted to come and provide value for, for all of you who are interested in, in LinkedIn. Uh, what I will say is if you're trying to advertise for the very first time uh, on LinkedIn, we have a, ch- a startup checklist. It's the same eight-point checklist that we run our own clients through. And so if you go to b2linked.com slash checklist, um, there'll be a little box there that says, I want B2Link to contact me. If you don't click that, you'll never hear from us ever again. This is purely a, we want to help you advertise better on the network. Very nice. cool. And and the also the cool thing is, is that you are uh, going to be speaking at Social Media Marketing World 2019. You have spoken 2017, 2018, now 2019. It's going to be awesome. Obviously, I know the broad topic of what you'll be talking about, which will be LinkedIn, but any kind of nuance as to where you're going to go? I know asking you this far out, things change so much and we try to have the most up-to-date, like people, I mean, seriously, speakers change stuff within the last like two weeks just to make sure they're on their game. So... But any inklings of where you're going to go? Yeah. So for the last two years, I've given pretty much the same presentation, which was my intro to LinkedIn ads. It was my my basic. If you don't, if you're not advertising at all, this is where you start, and this is what mm. you should know. Uh, this is the first year where I'm going to be providing the advanced deck. So for those Sweet. of you, uh, if you're not advertising yet, this might be a little bit above your head, but at least you'll see that, like. This is what's possible on the network. But for those of you who like the 65% of hands that went up at Social Media Marketing World when I said who's currently advertising on LinkedIn, for those people, this is going to be way more valuable. I'm, I'm bringing the heavy uh-huh. in. Very cool. Nice. Awesome. AJ, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're going to be there. I'm glad you're going to be able to uh, you know, go high, a higher level up, but deeper on the content, which seems backwards, but whatever. Anyway, it's going to be awesome for you to be there. And uh, again, great to have you here and we'll have you back on again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Kim. And uh, hopefully I get invited back despite having terrible camera issues. I'm sure you will. You did a great job. Thank you for being here. Okay, party on. Have a great weekend. See ya. I'm glad that we got the camera to work. I, you know, again, cr- cr- t- disclaimer, like Crowdcast has been a bit buggy lately. So, you know, in the dry run, like he was there. Perfect. Fine. Everything. Things, things happen. It's fine. Yep. But anyway, still looking forward to having him at Social Media Marketing World 2019 with, along with the, he, he will be the one and then we'll have 6,999 other marketers, speakers, et cetera, there for Social Media Marketing World 2019. Find out more at smmw19.com. So in segment two, Kim and I are going to quickly break down some cool stuff that actually came out. I said, actually, some cool stuff that actually came out of Snapchat in the last week, week and a half. I, I hate saying that Snapchat is cool, is good. I'm trying, I'm saying that kind of to convince myself, but let's get into some of this. So the first thing, um, Kim, have you seen this? I mean, we're not, you and I know are not heavy Snapchat Mm -hmm. users. And I do know that this feature is already built into the actual mobile Amazon app itself. But the fact that Amazon's bringing this to Snapchat is pretty cool. So, so. Did you did you not know that I did I I actually took my phone I was like I think this is on Amazon's app and I tested it and I'm like yeah it's there but basically oh, the ability to search visually through Snapchat for, for Amazon stuff like who'd have thought 
Well, I I tried it on with my Snapchat. I re- actually re-downloaded Snapchat because I think this is such a very cool feature that I re-downloaded Snapchat and I tried I don't have that functionality yet where it goes to the Amazon ads. So just we probably should give an overview of what actually this news yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the specific news is that it's not just search, it's actually taking you to an Amazon card that appears right. inside of Snapchat, which that is also a little bit interesting there. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, this is, um, I wrote in the notes, I said, if Pinterest and Instagram shoppable pins had a baby, this would be it. Because <laughs> That's a great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is because, you know, with Pinterest, you can, their visual search tools, you can, you can do this. And with Instagram, now you have the shoppable pins. And so I think this is, I think this is a great step forward for Snapchat because they've been floundering a little bit. They're kind of the underdogs right now. So I'm rooting for them. And, but this is somewhere where they can differentiate themselves. If they can manage to take over, you know, mobile shopping or search or social shopping, that would be fantastic way for them because they need something. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, basically, uh, and here's one of the things that, that basically there's a study that, snap yeah. commission so take that with a grain of salt because studies that are commissioned by the people themselves that's the thing facebook yeah. gets in trouble with sometimes um but essentially that they found that snappers is that what they're calling them now i don't know uh snappers in the u.s are 20 more percent likely to have purchased something using their phone than those who don't use snapchat so yeah that's interesting in and of itself. Maybe that's a generational thing. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe, maybe not. But again, having the Amazon um, searchability inside of when you're using Snapchat, which again, this is what certain groups of people are using for communication. They're not using Facebook Messenger. They're not using Facebook at all, really. They're using Snapchat. To, to, and they're not, even, not necessarily even Instagram, right? Right. Well, there's another stat that says that snappers are 60% more likely to make an impulse purchase on mobile. So that's, I mean, that's pretty interesting. I think that um, I would pull out my Snapchat ad if there was a product that I wanted and like I saw on somebody in real life and I'm like, oh, hey, because I'm such an Amazon shopper. Like if it doesn't come from Amazon, it's probably not in our house. It's, I mean, we shop Amazon for everything. So I think that it it's a reason for me to actually open up Snapchat now because yeah. I have other apps for texting. I use WhatsApp. I use Facebook Messenger. I, I don't need Snapchat for messaging, but this yeah. is a cool feature. It's a real Venn diagram of Snap, you know, Snapchat users and Amazon buyers and putting those together and having that middle ground and, and re- removing friction for uh, usability and as well, especially the search. Like, again, like you said, oh, you see your friend and they're like, oh my gosh, that top, like da-da-da-da-da, pull out your Snapchat app and then aim it at them. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, no, enough said on this one, but like, it's interesting. It's in, it, And honestly, it's, it's a bit innovative because I don't it see other is. networks necessarily going this direction, especially with, one of those major purchasing uh, places, Amazon. So right. there you go. Anyway. Well, and, and it's interesting, the move on Amazon's part, because they hold, you know, they hold all the 
eggs in their basket. I don't know what that saying mm-hmm. is. They hold all the something, but yeah. they chose to go with Snapchat to do this when they could have yeah. gone with Pinterest or someone else that has visual search. Yeah. So I think that was uh, pretty interesting. There's more shopping stuff though with Snapchat news. And this one yeah. I think uh, you think is, is a bit interesting. Yeah. So Snapchat has expanded shoppable snap ads to all advertisers. You no longer need to be using one of their advertising partners or whatever, you can go in and use shoppable snap ads via the self-serve ad buying platform starting in October. And even better, which is really, this is very interesting. You're now able to import product catalog and Mm. other assets into Snapchat. So you can create story ads, snap ads, and the new shoppable snap ads. And then on top of that, they also in, there's more. <laughs> they also they also um, also introduced new advanced targeting pixel features, and I they didn't really expand upon what those features are, but there's going to be new new features with the targeting pixel, and then new agency partners. So they're really really pushing this e-commerce stuff, um, and I think I think it's smart. I think it's a smart move on their part. Yeah. I again I think. My gut tells me that the hardcore Snapchat users are more, I mean, this is a generalization and I hate to use it, but they are more of that millennial type of age range where they've grown up as a digital native. Sure. Purchasing on a mobile device is less of a, not a hindrance, but less of a hang up for them. They're, they're, they're more easily uh, able to just do it and feel okay with it. Um, that's not to say I don't not feel okay with purchasing online, not online, but on, on mobile. Um, I do, I do that, but they, they've seen even less resistance in that or have more experience with that as they've grown up being again, digital native. So to see Snapchat leaning into that is actually very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I guarantee you we're going to see more and more with this. And again, brands should probably not depending upon your brand uh, decide to shy away from Snapchat just yet. Yeah, so. I, especially with this. I mean, they're starting to show where they have decided to position themselves. And I, again, I think it's super smart. Yeah. So on the other side of things, as in terms of Snapchat use, uh, Snapchat has actually added a creative feature to snapping, not just a, a buying feature, but a creative feature. So this is something that's partnering uh, with something called Moji, And what this is, is it enables users to send musical GIFs in chats and stories. And so again, this sounds a little bit like something familiar that we heard out of Instagram a while ago, which was the whole like adding a musical sticker and, you know, music to your stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, basically, Toonmoji is kind of like Giphy, where you go into this searchable gallery of gifts, uh, not gifts, that's not it. Take the T off, it's GIF. Searchable gallery of GIFs. where you set a you know, you basically find different songs, different sounds, and they're all licensed. So you don't have to have any fear there. And then you can throw those into your stories or into your direct messages on Snapchat. And the only downside here is you have to have Toonmoji installed as well as Snapchat to be able to make those two uh, apps work together. But, you know, I think this is good. I mean, anything that, again, Snapchat can add to their creative arsenal in terms of what users can use is a good idea, in my opinion. Yeah, Innovation it's kind of a one-way. 
it's a bit of a one-way flow right now because you can you can find those musical gifts in Toonmoji and send them to Snapchat, but you can't have Snapchat open and search for a musical gif or a Toonmoji. Right. (laughs) It's a lot. Yes. Yes. So, and then the final piece of Snapchat news we have for today uh, is that Snap Inc. is debuting two new spectacles styles and announcing highlight stories. So, Kim, have you seen these new spectacle styles? Are they going to make you buy spectacles? Well, okay. I was looking at this picture and I was looking at this picture and I was thinking, okay, they put them on a beautiful model or two beautiful models. So they're (laughs) going to look good, but I'm telling you, you throw those on my face and it's not going to look so hip and cool. So I'm not really sure that I'm super impressed with these, but I I think they're moving in the right direction for sure. Yeah. They, they look like uh bono circa 1992 or 1993 back when he was wearing oversized black shades so if you if you ever have seen pictures of that i mean that's well, exactly what it Elton looks like john. <laughs> they are Elton yes john. <laughs> yes they are also fairly oversized t- towards that elton john era stuff as well so very very well done but again these models make it look I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to tr- I'd have to put them on. But again, I'm not a huge Snapchat user, so I'm not going to buy spectacles. But people who are potentially could see this as yeah. something that looks good. I think I, you know, I, again, I'm not the right person to ask for this. I just I like where they're going. Them. I like where they're going with <laughs> yes. it. So. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's yeah. that's a very good point. A very good point. So uh, that is our show. I do want to go back real quick and just remind people that, again, there was some breaking news at the top of the show that was added right before we went live. So we did not see it. And essentially, Facebook issued a security warning uh, that impacted 50 million accounts. So you're going to want to go to newsroom.fb.com and it'll be the latest uh, link there. We'll drop that in again on the show notes for this episode on Sunday, uh, Saturday, Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday post. Every Saturday post is the show notes for this episode. Um, and just basically be safe. Be safe on Facebook. This is their fault. And so you want to make sure that you're safe. So again, go yeah. over to the show notes for this episode if you're listening later or watching later. Uh, Saturday post on socialmediaexaminer.com. Um, but I do want to tease real quick next week's show, because, again, we were we will be talking about uh, Instagram news. We will be talking about the Instagram founder, uh, Instagram founders leaving Facebook news with Tyler J. McCall. We also will have Kathy Hackle coming to talk about. And I know you're going to geek out about this, Kim, but all of the Oculus stuff. So it's going to be a packed, super fun show next week we hope you can join us we want to see you there make sure to get this show on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show that's where you can literally add this show to your calendar if you're not going to attend live but want to listen as a podcast go find this show in itunes in google play in stitcher just search for social media marketing talk show. And if you've listened this far, if you've watched this far, share this show. Let others know about this show. Just send them over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Again, that's where you can get it on your calendar. And would be remiss if we didn't say we also want to see you at Social Media Marketing World 2019. Go grab your ticket at smmw19.com. And with that, I'll say have a great weekend. Have 
a restful weekend, a fun weekend, an eventful weekend. It's fall, guys. Let's just let's get out there and enjoy what sun we have left for a while. At least that's in my case. Uh, and I want to say also real quick, thank you to Jeff C for simulcasting. Grace Duffy, our show producer, Kim, for doing a great job as co-host and as host. I say thank you uh, and see you next episode. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more Social Media Insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.